Grit, Grace, and Gratitude, Navigating Emotional Well-Being with Essential Oils is a new podcast series. Join me on this journey and learn the benefits of essential oils for your mind, body, and spirit. Welcome to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and I'm joined today by Linnea Offerman. Each week, I interview coaches, spiritual explorers, and essential oil educators from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. And I am so delighted to introduce my guest, Linnea Offerman. Linnea is a functional medicine nurse and health coach. She is a recovering food addict, having lost 90 pounds. Linnea, that is impressive. And strives for a healthy and natural home with her husband and two children. I hope this episode is just as insightful and inspiring for you as it is for me. Linnea, thank you for being here. I'm super excited. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Because this is a new series and we're talking about essential oils, I, I thought I would actually start off about essential oils and what I'm diffusing right now. And that citrus bloom. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. And I thought that would just kind of like set the tone for our, for our um, podcast episode because it's the oil of new beginnings. It inspires excitement for new possibilities, and it teaches joy in the journey and promotes feelings of focus and calm. So if you're feeling stuck in the past, this essential oil would be a good one to diffuse or apply a drop over the heart and to the wrist. And I just wanted to start out with that and also give a shout out to the Essential Emotions book. Oh, yes, (laughs) it's fantastic ahead and get started. And that is, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Oh, sure. So I think of change as one of the only constants in this life, right? I mean, change is inevitable. And even though um, different seasons mean changing, change is good. I think about, I'm a mom of two younger kids, um, seven and five. And so when you know, when I saw Seasons of Life, I'm like, ooh, I've experienced so many in the last seven years going from, you know, uh, a single person to a married and then to having an infant and toddlers. And like all of those seasons, looking back, have been beautiful and challenging. Not one of them is better than the other. They're just different. And it's wonderful to look back and remember. And it's wonderful to look forward and dream. So that, that's just kind of what sticks in my head is that not one is better than the other. They have their own challenges, their own struggles, their own beauty, and being able to look forward and backwards and be in the moment. It's like they're all happening at the same time. And yeah, I just love it. Linnea, I love that, especially with you, you know, using the example of, you know, going from a, a single woman to a married woman to children, because that is many seasons. <laughs> a short time, <laughs> yes. Well, let's talk about your journey from, you know, functional medicine nurse and health coach to essential oil educator. I would love to hear that. And and when was the first time maybe that you were interested in essential oils? 
Absolutely. So it really all starts back when I was in Western medicine. And Western medicine has its place and it's wonderful. And I'll never, I always will have a primary care physician and my kids go, but there's so much more. It really felt like I was in the hospital. We were taking, we were, we were really sick care taking people. It was about putting a Band-Aid on sickness. And I knew there had to be more. So I started researching and looking into other options, fell in love with functional medicine, a holistic approach, root cause analysis care. And from there, I just started delving into non-toxic living and what else in this world, the sad American diet, the standard American diet is one thing that's near and dear to my heart. I with my weight loss journey, losing 90 pounds and moving into um, focusing on food as medicine has been crucial in my life. And when I got into, um, the program I use for my food addiction is called Brightline Eating, and I met a wonderful um, friend named Dr. Laura Ricci, who was um, a longtime physical therapist turned essential oil educator turned Brightline Eater. So she went that direction, and I went nurse, Brightline Eater, and then oil educator. So she introduced me to oils. I had heard about them. I was not convinced I had to do my own research. And once I poured into the research, that nurse scientist side of me, I had to know for myself, I couldn't trust someone else. And wow, I was just blown away by the research and brought them into my home and started using them with myself and my family. And even though it's not a cure-all, it's not the end-all game, it's an amazing tool. And it's really in alignment with my functional medicine, my health coaching, my holistic, non-toxic way of living. It really just fell in like a beautiful puzzle piece. I want to talk a little bit about your weight loss because I think a lot of people want to lose weight. Absolutely. And they've tried every diet under the sun. Just and like I'm raising... <laughs> my hand here. Yep. How did you find out about Brightline Eating? Now I'm asking this from really a personal standpoint. Absolutely. How did you find out about Brightline Eating? I mean, because I have heard of it. Mm -hmm. And how have you stuck with it to lose 90 pounds? Because like I said, that is impressive. Yeah, so I found out about Brightline Eating from a friend of mine who was a social media manager of someone that was doing a blog on their 150-pound weight journey. And she told me about it because I, you know, she knew I had done all the diets, all the things, and I looked into it, and it terrified me. Um, it felt restrictive, it felt scary, and I stayed away for a solid year, and I tried all the other things. Um, COVID hit, like, you know, the world, the lockdown happened and I was determined to get healthy. I was at home with my kids. I was going to exercise every day. I was going to eat right. And it still wasn't working. I still couldn't lose the weight and I was beating myself up and I thought, I'm going to try intuitive eating. I've heard people have success with it. I gained 30 pounds in a month and a half. Being given permission to eat anything and everything I wanted with no restriction destroyed my mind and my body. I am, a, and so that was the moment I knew this is more than a weight problem. I am addicted to food. I would hide food from my husband. I would go out of my way. I would lie that I needed to be somewhere earlier than I needed to so I could go somewhere and eat food. If I was going to a restaurant with friends, I would eat at home first 
so they wouldn't see the amount of volume that I would want to binge on at a restaurant. So I would feel already somewhat full. Um, it, it, the list goes on and on, um, the shame with eating. Um, and so then I thought, you know what? Nothing I've tried has worked. I'm living in an extreme situation right now. I need to take extreme measures. Now that I'm in Brightline eating, it's not extreme. I'm, I'm, I make it sound scary, but that's where my, my mindset was. It was all so scary. And being able to acknowledge I had a food addiction was terrifying. But once I did, and once I jumped in, I went, what we call it in Brightline eating, walking all the way in and sitting all the way down. Because you can come into Brightline Eating and pick and choose the pieces you want to do. And the people that do that don't have long-term success. But those of us that come in all the way and sit all the way down, do all of, use all of our resources, get a mastermind group, have buddies, go to the morning accountability calls, write my food down the night before. I weigh and measure every morsel of food that goes in my body. I do not lick the spoon when I'm stirring. I don't taste my food until I'm sitting at the table eating. And having those boundaries around my food has given me ultimate peace and freedom. I no longer am a slave to food thoughts, which is just as good or better than the weight loss, truly. Like I was a slave in my mind to food. And now I, I know what I'm going to eat. I know it's enough. I know it satisfies my body. It keeps me going. I've been maintaining my weight loss for two, almost 250 days. I'm 621 days sober from flour and sugar today. Um, so I'm coming up on getting close to two years and it has been just absolutely life-changing. So once you're, and the most amazing thing about Brightline Eating is it's a lifetime of support. Most programs get you to weight loss and then see, say, see you later, have fun, good luck. And most people go back to another way instead of sticking with what they're doing. And, you know, people say the definition of, is, of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, but it's also not doing what you know works. If you know something works and you refuse to do it, well, that's kind of crazy too. So, so yeah, so that's my, like, uh, my experience of Brightly Needing in a Nutshell. I've released 90 pounds. I have amazing f mind, clarity, and freedom. And now that I've had that space free up, I've been able to go back to school to get my certification in coaching. I've been able to take on an essential oils um, career and educating role. I've had more time in my life and my mind to do these wonderful things that I'm really proud of and excited for. I think I'm one of those people that do exactly what you were talking about. You're doing something that's working and then a couple, three, four weeks down the line, changing and doing something else. Mm. And I have often thought to myself, why are you doing that? <laughs> why are you work, doing that? Why don't I stick with it? Yeah, yeah. But community and support is one of the biggest things in Brightline Eating. We have a mass amounts of support and community and, and accountability. And that's been huge. I meet with my mastermind group weekly. We have a set of questions we go through. We keep each other accountable. We're if I'm having a really hard emotional day and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the oil things, I'm also talking to my accountability group and saying, I'm having a hard day. I'm committing to you that I'm going to stay bright and sober. And I come back at the end of the day and I say, I did it. And then I get to wake up the next morning and I feel so proud and my body feels good. I don't have that sugar hangover. I don't feel gross and have headaches. It's the best feeling to have that, that success. 
I can hear the excitement oh, yeah. in your voice. I can hear it. Well, and so if we're speaking about bright line eating, do you have a favorite essential oil or essential blend to help someone stay motivated? For yeah. example, if they are on that lifestyle yeah. change with bright line eating. Yes, yes. So there is a fantastic blend called Motivate, which is which is exactly what that's for. Um, it's been cultivated by the doTERRA science, like oil experts, for that purpose. But I also really love the blend Adaptive. Adaptive brings you out of a chaotic environment and helps you really center in and get focused. It's also um, very um, calming for addiction. So it can be you can use it for any type of addictions. There's all sorts of addictions. There's um, chemical addictions and process addictions. So for me, eating is both. The sugar and the flour is the chemical addiction, but just the, the, the act of eating is an, uh, a process addiction, like gambling or shopping would be a process addiction because I could be addicted. I could eat addictively with my healthy, no sugar, no flour foods, but I rein that in with my quantities. Um, so those are two amazing blends. Um, when it comes to just single oils, Lemon and peppermint are my absolute go-to. Lemon is very detoxing. It's very revitalizing. All the citrus oils are very clean and fresh and invigorating, as well as that peppermint. You put those and you put peppermint and a citrus oil together, and you've got woo success for your day. I often start my day out with a peppermint and a and a citrus, and it really invigorates and motivates and really gets gets life kind of ingrained in you. It's fantastic. I'll have to I'll have to blend that together tomorrow and diffuse it. Yeah, give it a try. So let's go ahead and talk about now the topic of the series is grit, grace, and gratitude. And I just love that. Mm -hmm. You know, so can you talk maybe about one oil for each of the grit, the grace, and the gratitude? Yeah. And maybe what those words actually mean to you? Absolutely. So Grit, I love that word. And I'd never really identified it with it before until my um, one of my mastermind sisters tells me all the time that I have grit. And that I just I just was like, what? What what is this word? So I looked it up and it's a perseverance and passion for a long-term goal. And that spoke to my soul. Like it's getting me through. I'm I'm a heavy weightlifter. I now that I've lost the weight, like I love exercising. I used to do it as like a punishment and a I need to do it to be able to eat more food. No, now I do it strictly because my body feels strong. I'm creating health inside my muscles, my bones. And so that perseverance and passion I have for exercising, for keeping my weight loss, um, my, my weight off, and my new things, my, my oils and my health coaching practice, I see that. Peppermint, I'm going to go back. Peppermint is one of my all-time favorites. It's such an amazing um, oil. I use it. I took it, take a drop on my tongue every morning before I weight lift, and it wakes me up and gets me ready to go for my weightlifting. and it just adds some amazing encouragement to my day um, that keeps me going with that perseverance and passion. So that would be my, my pick for grit, grace. Oh my goodness. So I, I have a strong faith. And when I hear grace, I immediately go to the grace that God has given me. Um, and it's something that I think of mercy is not getting what, what I deserve, but grace is getting what I don't deserve. 
And so I love that about grace, that I'm receiving something that I don't deserve at all, whether that's from my husband, my kids, my coworkers. Um, but there is a beautiful blend called forgive. And I love that blend. And it's very emotionally uplifting and it pushes us towards grace. And um, that one really, really speaks to me in that um, for me to forgive is to give grace, right? And for someone to forgive me is to give me grace. So I love that forgive blend for that word. I love it. Gratitude. Oh, I just started a gratitude um, journaling practice. Um, and when I do it, I'm diffusing lavender. And lavender is my one of my all-time favorites for emotional stability. It's what we call in the oil world is the gateway oil. You get started on lavender and it helps. You can use it for so many things, but it's so intensely calm. Even thinking about it like makes me calm. Like it's, it's in my anxiety blend. It's in my headache blend. It's in my skin. Like if I have me or the kids have a sunburn or bug bites, we put that. So anything that's itchy in the mind or on the skin, um, anything that's uncomfortable, I put on lavender and it is just peace bringing. So those are, I love that grit, grace and gratitude. So, so you absolutely see why when I was, I was kind of journaling about, okay, what do I want the series to be named? And when I came up with that, I was like, absolutely. Yes. Because that is the way I want to walk through this, this world. Yes. As we're talking about, you know, essential oils, do you ha do you have? Let me change this up. What would you say to someone who is procrastinating? And I'm thinking about that again. I'm going to go back to bright line eating or the exercise or anything that they're wanting to do in their life, but they're just they're just procrastinating. They're not wanting to move forward. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've all experienced that, right? Um, yes. I, you know, aromatherapy, it oils you can use multiple ways, but I really, when I first start talking to people about oils, I, I really go the aromatherapy route. Um, and I'm going to get a little sciencey here, if you don't mind. This is, I, I love the love science it. behind aromatherapy. It is so impactful to the emotions. Um, and into our brain, um, the olfactory nerve. So ol olfactory is the sense of smell. So the olfactory nerve is connected to our amygdala and that's in our brain. So the amygdala is part of our brain that is the emotional center of our brain. And to me, that is just like incredibly fascinating that when we smell, so the essential oil molecules go into our nose and connect to that olfactory nerve and send a signal to our amygdala and things happen and things change in there. I was reading some research and papers on um, frontiers in systems neuroscience and they have talked about how the amygdala projects to the hypothalamus. So the hypothalamus is, is one of the most essential parts of our endocrine system. The endocrine system is all about hormones. So the autonomic system and the endocrine system. The autonomic system is everything we don't by our minds, our cognition control in our body, our blood pressure, our heart rate, our respiratory system, our digestion. All of those things are just automatic, automatic, autonomic 
nervous system. So, um, so the autonomic nervous system and the endocrine system, which are hormones. So those are nothing we can control. We can can sometimes take a little bit of control over our stress by deep breathing, using essential oils, but there's something amazing that oils actually can do in our brain that affect the things that we don't have control over. So we can use aromatherapy to affect our heart rate, our respiration, our respiratory system, our blood pressure, our hormones, and our hormones affect so many things when it comes to um, our emotions as well and the health in our body. So, oh my goodness, I could just talk about this all day. I just think it's amazing. So what we use um, in our essential oils, when we're using them aromatically, can actually affect. And so I have a bunch of resources that I use when I'm working with people because I don't have it all memorized. There's hundreds of oils and I'm just, you know, in my first year of this, but I've, <laughs> I've just gone head first. I've, I dove into the deep end and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm loving it, but I've got my resources. So when something comes up like that, I can, I can look and see what the other oil researchers have found. And I know that it's connected to the amygdala. It's connected to hypothalamus. It's also connected to the hippocampus. The amygdala goes directly to the hippocampus and there is research showing that oil, oils with aromatherapy hit our hippocampus, which is our memory center. Have you ever experienced smelling something and immediately having an instantaneous memory just come to your straight to your mind? This happens yes. to me every time I smell do you remember like the old school black original chapstick? Before chapstick got fancy, there was just one chapstick, chapstick brand chapstick. It was a black container. My dad has used that like every day of his life. And so if I smell original black chapstick, I immediately think of my dad. That is because our olfactory nerve goes to our amygdala and then our um, hippocampus. And I find that just fascinating. So we're able to do things like say someone comes to me with, procrastination or stress or anxiety or fear or um, I mean any realm of emotion and we can use essential oils to benefit to help to aid not fix not necessarily change and then once we start using them when we know we're getting into a situation we can use them automatically and the hippocampus that memory will help us, will remember that it was soothing in this time of struggle. It was encouraging in a time of procrastination. And we can proactively use oils then too because we're tapping into the memory centers of our brain. I am so glad that you went science <laughs> on us because that is one of the things that I'm really loving as I'm, as I'm also doing research is, is that science piece and the emotional piece. I'm just loving that. Yes, and emotions can have science. It's not all just feel like there is so much science behind emotions and psychology and neuroscience that, but also at the same time, I really encourage my Oilers to um, be very intuitive that if you're experiencing something and you smell one of the ones that I recommend and you don't like it and it turns you off, well, there's two points to that. One point is you probably really need it, is that oftentimes we are turned off to an oil emotionally because that's an emotion we struggle with. But at the same time, we, there's ways we can work around that. We like to put them to you, on the bottom of your feet and put socks on so you can't smell it but it helps to start bring that oil into your body and start doing those wonderful 
possible changes to help you get acclimated to that oil, which then will benefit you further down the road. Um, but in the meantime, if you can't stand smelling it and it makes the emotion worse, you just find the oils in your house, smell what you have and whatever speaks to you, you use. There's no right or wrong way to use oils. You can absolutely use them intuitively. I love that piece of advice for, for you know, our listeners to just be intuitive about them. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months and why? Oh, boy. Biggest surprise, I would say... When I, I knew what I was getting, I thought I knew what I was getting into going back to school. <laughs> I started on March 1st. I, I started my new job in functional medicine on, um, in January. Right now, as we're recording this, it's, it's mid to end of July. So, and I love my job. I love it. I love helping people in this way. And it's just been so fulfilling. And I want to do health coaching full-time, nurse health coaching. And so I knew I was uh, I'm starting a new job and which was, cha- I was a school nurse before that. So that was like change in the middle of my school year. Now it's summer and I'm not home with my kids, but they have a great nanny. So anyway, so back to your question. I got a new job and then I started school. I'm still, I'm a full-time working mom, little kids at home. I'm do so much food prep and, and cooking because of my brightly needing way, which I love. I love being in the kitchen, having to cook and clean and do all the things, go to soccer practice, ballet practice, um, have a husband to spend time with and friends to spend time with and my church community throwing school on top of that. I'm so excited. I'm still glad every day I'm doing it, but boy, that surprised me that I do I have time for this and I'm making time because it's important. Um, so, so that was a, that was a big surprise, even though I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. Kind of like when you become a mom for the first time, you're like, sweet, a baby, it's going to be so fun. And then you're like, oh, expletive. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> How much longer do you have in school? It's a year program. So I'm done February 28th. Yeah. So you're like halfway there. Almost halfway. Yeah. And I, and I really am loving it. And it's just been a, a really big wake up call that, okay, I, I really need to, and I'm a planner and I'm a scheduler. So it's really fine tuned that ability in me. And I've really had to work on that is that I just have to, I just have to schedule things um, and just be okay with letting some things go. My, my house doesn't look very clean these days, but you know what? My family is healthy and happy and well-fed and loved. And if we have toys around the house instead of a wonderfully vacuumed and dusted place for a year, we'll survive. Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? You have dropped so much information and so much value. If there was like one big takeaway that you're that you say you can't forget this what would it be oils are backed by science for me as a nurse that is so important and um i mean there's so many amazing things to know about oils and to learn about them but that's just for me a a really really important thing that they are backed by science that they're timeless people have been using botanicals plants herbs flowers for emotional support, for health support, for generations upon generations. Before our big pharma world came about, 
you know, in the 21st century. I, there's been a massive culture change. Before that, everybody used botanicals. Everyone used herbs. Um, that was just what we did. And now it's it's been frowned upon because of big pharma and because there's a, a drive for commercialism. And, you know, they're a company. They didn't want to make money. I get that. Everyone has the need to make money. But when it's at the cost of American lives and the world. And it's, it's just, I want to remind people that this is timeless. This is just a new way of using botanicals and herbs and plants that we've had this amazing science to be able to learn about this, um, the pure distilla, distillery of essential oils to get them very highly concentrated. So you can use very small amounts, have them very portable, have them accessible. And it is science-based. And besides physical ailments, um, that it is so supportive emotionally. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my science. Woo, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Linnea. This is one of my favorite questions because I never know what to expect. And it is always so beautiful. What would you thank your 18-year-old self for? Oh, boy. That is... To me, that's a very hard question. And I love that question. I, I thought on this a lot last night as I was preparing for our podcast because I knew you were going to ask it. And I'm so glad I had time to think on it because it didn't come to me easy. Um, oh, I remember being 18 and just my brother was a year and a half older than me. And when he went away to college and I was at home by myself with my parents, I was, I was pretty emotionally mature for my age. And I felt like I was ready for college sooner than, and my, my senior year was just miserable. I had a lot of emotional stress and friendship, ugh, you know, girls. So, but once I started thinking about that, I craved independence. And I think that has served me well in my life, that I had that time of craving independence. I was not scared to leave the house and to dive into life and experience adulthood and experience independence. And I went for it and I dove in and that served me well. I learned a lot. I did stumble and fail a couple times and my family was always there to pick me up and support me. So I never like left my family and said, see ya. They were always there and a support to fall back on. But I did, I craved independence and I loved trying life and just going for it. And yeah, so what, I was so glad you asked this question because I never would have, unless I had the time to think on that, I wouldn't have come up with that gratitude in that. I always thought, saw it as a frustration or um, something more negative. And I love being able to reframe that in a positive light that I was, I was a young independent woman and I went for life and I loved life. So, and I still love life. And I think Something like that is how I was able to walk all the way in and sit all the way down with Bright Line Eating. So. Ah, beautiful. Now you see, see just why that <sighs> just touches me so much because yeah. I don't think any of us really take the time to sit down unless we're given a question like mm -hmm. that and look back and go, oh my gosh, my 18-year-old self may have gone through a lot, but she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Amen. That's good stuff. And I love seeing the full circle, right? Like, and how that can come back to today. Oh, it's just so cool. All right. 
how can how can people work with you? How can people find you on social media? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Absolutely. So I am most active on Instagram. I share my oils. I share my Brightline eating journey, my weight loss journey, my maintenance in keeping my food or my weight off. Um, I share my um, personal struggles with dep- depression and anxiety. I'm a HSP, highly sensitive person, and I also um, deal with um, sensory processing sensitivity. Um, and so I share all of that on my Instagram page pretty in-depthly. Um, I, I'm very transparent and open. There are certain things in my life that I keep just for me and my family, but all of those things, I just want to be a support and, and let people know that oils can support in weight loss. Oils can support in HSP and depression. And depression can be supported by eating healthy and food as medicine and weight loss. And all of these things are intertwined. So healthy looks good on you with underscore. So healthy underscore looks underscore good underscore on underscore you is my Instagram handle. You can also find me if you prefer Facebook. I do cross post to Facebook at healthy looks good on you. Um, you can email me directly at healthy looks good on you coach at gmail.com. I also have a YouTube page, um, that I post, uh, occasionally I have some great longer video. Most of my videos are short, so I put them on Instagram, but a couple longer ones that go through my entire, like, like my whole, what we talked about earlier, but in depth, my journey discovering I was a food addict. I have a beautiful reflective video on looking back over my first year of bright line eating. Um, I give tips and tricks on how to keep my bright lines, my sober life while traveling, lots of stuff there. So I'm also on TikTok. Um, healthy looks good on you is kind of my favorite. My mom always told me whenever I would clean up my diet, um, I was one of the, the lucky ones, I guess my face would thin out first. And so you could really see it in my face. But it just, she would say I had this glow and she would always tell me, Linnea, healthy looks really good on you. It was never, she never encouraged me about the weight loss, just being healthy, you glow. And so I just have always taken that to heart. And so that's where the healthy looks good in you comes from. And I will have all that in the show notes. And honestly, thank you so much. You were, I mean, you just provided so much wisdom to our guest. Oh, well, thank you. It was so fun. As you can tell, I love talking about my weight loss journey and essential oils, all of it. I just love it. It's my favorite. I can't wait to start coaching full time so I can just share and uh, help people see what I see and spread the love. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, friend. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, Linnea Offerman, for joining us. And I sincerely hope the tips Linnea shared on the emotional components of essential oils was beneficial to you. As always, thanks for listening to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. If you loved this conversation and you want to continue it or want to share your thoughts, your takeaways, or any ahas that came up, come on over to Instagram. That is where I spend most of my time when it comes to social media. I'm at cindy.macmillan on Instagram. Make sure you're following me. Say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, live inspired.